0: In this episode, I'm going to break down for you what to do when you're unsure of making an investment. That idea, that pitch, that opportunity that comes by your way, you want to do it, but you're just unsure. What do you do? I want to walk you through uh, my three-part rationale on how I figure out how I'm going to do something, whether I say yes, no, or maybe to it, and how you can use a similar framework for yourself as well. And it all starts right now. I know you've been there. You and I have both been there when you've been presented with an option about investing in something. Now, whether that investment is uh, tiny, small, medium, or large, or extremely exciting with insane benefits, sometimes it's too good to be true. Sometimes it feels very normal. Sometimes it feels like the right thing for you. But for some reason... Whatever the reason may be, you end up feeling unsure of whether to make an investment. And in this episode, I want to break down for you what I do personally uh, as I break down what to do when you're unsure of making an investment. Now, the, the more you do this doesn't mean it gets any easier. What happens is the more you do this, you realize what you like and what you don't. The more you do this, you realize a framework for how you approach a, a um a fork in the road. That's what this is, whether you should make the investment or you should not, right? And the entire idea of just putting a line down a sheet of paper and coming up with the pros and cons works sometimes. But when it becomes a sophisticated, complicated, or even a personal decision such as this, it gets, it needs more than just a, a line down the paper with just pros and cons. So today I'm going to walk you through the three big topics. Let me walk you through the three topics right now. Number one, uh, who's the person behind this? And I'll tell you how to evaluate that. Number two, what is the downside? And I'll tell you how to understand the downside protection. And number three, I want to talk to you about the timeline extender and how I use it in to think about the things that I do and how you can use it as well. But what you have to understand is this one big thing, that what you know about investors and investments is completely clouded. There's a lot of lack of transparency. And here's what I mean by that professional athletes, right? Professional athletes like the like the Michael Jordans and the Peyton Mannings and the Tom Brady's and the Tiger Woods of the world, professional athletes win and lose games. Professional athletes and professional teams win and lose games. They are professionals. They win and lose. But their win-loss record is public, meaning there's a record of all of it. So you know how what someone's win-loss ratio was. When it comes to professional investors, no one really uh, publishes a resume of the win-loss records. In fact, what they do say is that, oh, here's investor so-and-so, she invested in the early days of Amazon. Well, it doesn't tell you, yes, she may have made one great decision, but it does not tell you the 19 poor decisions that she made. Uh, We are professional investors, meaning that's all we do all day long. And we lose a lot. Sometimes it's really hard for me to understand that why we lose a lot, but we lose because that is, that's what being a professional is all about. You, if you're a, if you are a business owner, there are some deals that you win and some deals that you lose. There are some projects that you win on. There's some projects that you lose on. And if you win all the time, you're probably not making, taking, making enough bets and taking a lot of risk. And that's okay. Maybe that's your personality. But what I want to tell you is being a professional investor like me, we win some and we lose some. And the goal is hopefully we win a lot more than we lose. And the goal is hopefully the more we do this, we win more and we get better over time, just like any other skill, just like any other professional athlete. And I just want you to know that trying to be like a Warren Buffett or trying to be like an Elon Musk or trying to be like a a Jeff Bezos or trying to be like a Bill Gates or trying to be like a Ray Dalio or trying to be like a whoever investor is interesting to me because nobody publishes their losses, right? And I'm here to tell you, I have lost way too many times I have lost significant amounts of my personal capital. I have lost way more personal capital than I have lost co-invested capital, but I've lost a lot of money. And there's a lot of learning that comes with losing the money. And there's a lot of self-reflection that comes with understanding that. And when that happens, you have to come up with a framework. So that is the framework I'm going to walk you through today. That's something that I wish someone had told me uh, two decades ago, right? So number one, Let's talk about the number one thing. It is the founder or the operator. There's three things I look for when it comes to the founder or the operator. And knowing that this investment could go to zero. I know that. Like, that's what investing is all about. You could lose everything. That's how this works, right? But I like, I like investing in people. And to me, the founder operator is very important. So when I, there are three parts of research I like to do with the founder. Uh, Part number one is trying to figure out their integrity. And the only way I can figure out their integrity is I can figure it out from their language and figure it out from their past interactions. So spending some time with them, asking other people how they spend time with them, uh, doing, you know, I have zero problem talking to references. Like there is no reason that you should, you should not talk to references if there is a founder operator at play at any given time, um, if they have an online brand, I look at the integrity of that stuff. There is in, there is a golden thread of integrity that goes through, and all I'm looking for when I'm doing either reference checks or reading things about them or looking at things that they've done before, I'm not looking at what, I'm not trying to convince myself of the positivity or the negativity at all. All I'm looking for is the truth. The truth is what is the one theme or one story that is prevalent in, in, across the board? So if someone says, oh, I, if I talk to, you know, say Sally is the person I'm investing in, and I talk to, I read Sally's blogs, I look at Sally's book, I lead Sally's articles, I look at her social media, I talk to people about Sally. And in all the conversations, let's say everyone's going to say different things, but the one thing they all tell me is, you know what, uh, whenever I have an issue And I reach out to Sally. She is the most cool, calm, collected, and she walks me through it every single time. That's why I like her. If that is the case, that is the single thread I'm looking for. I'm looking for the commonalities. To me, the integrity is not in what they say or do. To me, the integrity is in the commonality of everything that I found out about them. I generally like some time with an investor. I also know that if they have a big personal brand, I'm actually, you know, I'm okay with it because it, it, it allows me to know what they stand for and whether their personal brand on the outside actually matches the references on the inside, the testimonial videos, et cetera. Like I want to see that. So the number one thing is uh, when it comes to the founders, I look for the integrity. I'm not trying to figure out whether they're good, bad, or ugly. I'm just trying to figure out what the commonalities are. Number two is the communication. Uh, this may sound simple, but what i found is that people are really communicative during the sales process of the investment and terrible after that, right? Uh, there are founders that we have invested in today, companies that I'm a current investor in. I hope my founders that we've invested in are listening to this episode that are atrocious at communicating. They were the most, um, they were, the, the, they were on, on top of it during the The sales process or the or the investment process, but literally I've not gotten an update in a year. And and sometimes I'll write an email, I'll make a call, I'll get nothing back, which is super frustrating to me. Right? Um, We're all big boys and big girls, and and we know what happens when we make an investment. But there needs to be a, a a level of professionalism in the communication. What I like to say is there needs to be people need just need to be consistently consistent. How I interact with them. Today, tomorrow, or three years from now, I'm expecting the same thing. Just because something happens, say the company went south, say the company did really well, say they say it got too big for their bridges, say whatever it is, I'm expecting the same communication. And if I don't get, uh, to, to we made a rule in our fund that if the if they're not hyper communicative, we don't respond to them, right? We don't we don't invest in them. And I the the biggest issues that I have right now in the founders and companies that I've invested in, it's not the fact that I've lost the money. It's not the fact that the, the company's doing well. It's not the fact that the terms are good. It's the fact that the founder just is a poor communicator. And poor communicators in my world uh, are are very hard to work with. And in I can deal with them. My partner sometimes can, but I can't and I don't like I don't enjoy that. So to me that's an important part. And number three is the energy. I talked about the integrity, I talked about the communication, I talked about the energy. The energy is just like you've got to figure out how you feel. And if you feel a little awkward, you feel a little awkward. You gotta be really true to that. And every time, every piece of interaction I have with somebody, I just have a very simple energy. And here's the energy that I'm looking for. Right? I want to get a feeling in my life that this person is going to be a part of my future. I'll say it again. I want to get a feeling in my life that this person is going to be a part of my future. That is the energy that I'm looking for. And the more and more I see of this energy, the more I like to invest. The more I like to invest time, the more I like to invest my personal resources, the more I like to invest my money, the more I like to invest our fund, the more I like to invest in relationships, the more I like to make them connections. Energy, if I can believe in a bigger, if they're part of my future, that's all I'm looking for. If I can't see that, there's no point in me doing that, right? So the one big thing when I look at is the founder, the three things. Number one, integrity. Number two, being hyper communicative. And number three, the energy. Right. So that's part one about the founder of the operator. But here's number two, uh, the downside protection. And I'll tell you actually how to put it all together in a second. The downside protection is nothing more than just understanding that your investment could go to zero. A lot of times people think, oh, I have a downside protection, you know, which is I have, um, I have collateral on this person's house. Like you're not going to go take that person's house if you are. And you're a loan shark. And that's cool. And I appreciate that. That's just not my jam. Right. But things can go to zero. Things can go to zero. And just understanding that is already okay. Now, the question is, having this mental debate with yourself is what, as almost a, why can't it go to zero or why can't it go to zero? Like, why can't something go to zero? Hey, there was fraud. Um, the market didn't work or their market, they didn't have the right team or the technology didn't work. They got, you know, some other, some, somebody else came into the space. Like, it can go to zero. Or why can't it, hey, I believe in their team, they're early in the market, it's a good market cycle, they're backed by some good people, I like the early success they're having, that maybe can't go to zero. So you've got to come to understand the downside protection of one, know that it can go to zero, but two, can you have the internal debate or why something can or can't go to zero? Because only then, if you don't debate that, you don't understand it, right? If you don't debate it, you don't understand it. And the debating needs to happen with you. A lot of times if it doesn't happen with you, I like to just have have it with the founder, I just ask the founder, I'm like, hey, or the operator, if I'm buying a real estate asset or I'm investing in a company, just ask them, hey, in what situation, I understand that our investment can go to zero, yes? Yes. Okay. In what situation, like walk me through some situations where this goes to zero. Okay, why, walk me through why it can. Walk me through why it can't. Let's debate that a little bit. And then I'm just asking myself, am I okay with it? Am I okay with it? Because there is a worst case, there's a best case, and there's a most realistic case, right? That most realistic case is probably the 80, 90% of what's going to happen. But crazy things happen. But if, I, if the biggest part of downside protection is understanding that it can go to zero, why can't or why can't it? And am I okay with it? If I don't understand those three things, I don't understand downside protection. And that's what's super, super important. So we talked about the first two things, which are number one, understanding the founder or the operator which is the integrity, the communication, the energy around it. Number two, understanding downside protection, which is knowing it can go to zero. Why can or can it? Can I debate it? And am I okay with it? That's number two. But here's number three. Number three is, is probably my favorite. And I use this often, which is, I call it the timeline extender. And I always think about the timeline of this investment. I'll walk you through a couple examples in a second. Uh, If I'm unsure of how to make this investment, I give, you know, and I understand the timeline of this investment. I'm like, okay, I'm unsure. So for example, uh, let's take a, let's take a, uh, let's take Bitcoin, right? Or crypto asset as we're sitting where we are today. If I'm unsure whether or not I want to invest in Bitcoin and let's say I say this is a five year timeline for this investment. And let's say for some reason I'm unsure of whether I'm going to make it. I ask myself one question. I said, what if I extended the timeline? Just in my mind. So instead of this being a five-year invest, investment, what if it was a 15-year investment? Maybe a 20-year investment. Do I like that better? Do I think, does it make me more comfortable or less comfortable or not any different? What this does is it gives you something what I call thematic confidence. It gives you the fact that, hey, maybe in five years this doesn't make it, but in 15, this sounds really good, Right. So that's what thematic confidence is all about. Now, crypto is a really good example for me personally. I don't know what's going to happen in the next 12, 18 months, but I do know I, it is my feeling not based on any, anything else. It's my thematic confidence that in 10 years, crypto will be worth more than what it is today. In 10 years, Bitcoin will be worth significantly more than what it is today. What happens in the next two years, I can't control, but I know that in 10 years, it'll be significantly worth more than what it is today, which means after extending the timeline, I have much better thematic confidence around it, all right? But let's flip the story. Let's say I was investing in uh, a FDA drug to, I don't know, have better, it was, say it was a breath mint, I don't know, I'm making this up. Say it was a dental hygiene product. And I was unsure of making this investment. Say they said in in three years, we're going to get FDA approval. Well, let's just say I'm unsure of making the investment. Let's say, well, what if I took this, extended this timeline out to seven years? Well, I don't know any different. I don't feel any different whether it's three years or seven years. Now let me extend it further to 18 years. Well, I don't feel any different just personally. So I don't have any change in thematic confidence, right? The secret real estate investment. So if you, uh, many of you are working with us on investing in our, um, real estate with, with me and my fund, right? We buy multifamily assets around the country. We invest in other forms of real estate, which is very cool. But if you said, hey, you know what, Sharon? I want to invest in this multifamily asset, this apartment building in Atlanta, Georgia with you. Great. But I'm unsure. Well, you're unsure for a three-year period, yes? Yes. Now, just extend the timeline. Do you think in 10 years that investment is going to be worth more than today? Yes. Do you think in 10 years, even if we sold it or not, you're going to get paid on all the rents? Yes, do you think, in ten years we've created so much value in the growth of that investment that we can refinance out of that investment and get your money back and and grow that? Yes, so it feels better right that's how I think about it sometimes when you're stuck, you can just extend the timeline and you have thematic confidence around it this probably this probably brings me to a good good point of a lot of I get a lot of inbound uh, messages in on instagram on facebook on on LinkedIn, on my email on my podcast, et cetera that says, well Sean, hey you you are a professional investor, you get access to all these deals that we don't, this average, you know, the average person doesn't, how can, how can we get access to that? I'm like, well, it's really hard. You probably can't, right? You just, you just can't. You may get access to one of your friends, Jimmy from high school, maybe invested in something. So you may get access to one thing, but what I see as a professional investor is I see probably 10 new investment opportunities a day. Right, and and you may think I'm joking, but on average, we see 15 new investment opportunities a week. On average, right, and that may be across asset classes, that may be new funds, that may be new ideas. I think we see a lot. Uh, so many of that my team filters before it even gets to me, but many of those we do together. Some I do directly personally. Some I do with my fund. Some I do with my friends. Some I do with my partners. Uh, some I open up it to to people in my community. Right, so I don't know what you're looking for. And what may be interesting to you, or maybe if you're interested in seeing what I like to see, uh, I'll show you. I'll actually show you. And that's been, that's my big goal for this upcoming year is to share with folks what I'm investing in so that you can see it, learn from it. And if there is an opportunity that I can share, you can co-invest, invest invest alongside me, right? Um, To do that, I would suggest go to investwithsharon.com. I have like a three question thing that you can answer that way I'll know what you're interested in. Again, it's just for me to know what to send you. And you can take a peek if you'd like. It's, there's no, th- this is not a money thing. There's no, you don't, you don't have to pay for anything on this one. It's just a, you get a chance to see what I see. All right, so invest with Sharon.com That's invest with n.com. Fill out a couple of questions and I'll, I'll send you what I see and you can see if you like it. And that'll be easy enough. And you'll know what I'm investing in. Maybe that'll give you an idea as well. So let's recap this very quickly. I gave you three things on what to do when you're unsure of making an investment. Number one, the founder or the operator. Number two, the downside protection. Number three, extending the timeline. The question is, you may be asking, well, Sharan, do I need to have all those in place to tiebreak, to actually feel better about making the investment? And, and I'll give you the answer that I use, no. I'm not looking for full clarity on all three. What I am looking for is 100% confidence on at least one. I say it again, I'm looking for at least 100% confidence on at least one of those. I at least want to have 100% confidence on the operator, meaning the operator has high integrity, has great communication and great energy, part of my future. I'm good with it. If I lose it, I lose it, but I still know I backed a great operator. Or I just have great groundside protection. You know, I understand my downside protection. I understand it go to zero. I understand and I've debated why it can or why it can and understand that I'm okay with it. But I have 100% confidence in that bucket of downside. I just understand it. So I feel better. So that's my tiebreaker on whether or not I should make this investment. The third is this timeline extender. I don't know what I should or should not do. But I do know that thematically speaking, if I extend the timeline, I'm better off significantly later than I am today. So that thematic confidence is 100% for me. If I I have 100% confidence in at least one of these three things, That generally puts me into a yes box when I'm unsure of the investment. That's the tiebreaker that breaks the tie. But if I can't get 100% confidence in at least one of these three things, I'm probably going back to the drawing board and doing some more research or probably this is a no. This is a no. And that's okay because as professional investors, we win some, we lose some, but we we also say pass to many as well. And that's totally okay. Uh, if you want to see the things I'm investing in, if you want to see the things that uh, I'm curious about, if you want to see the, if you want to co-invest alongside with me on the things that I'm, um, I'm spending my time thinking about investing, go to investwithsharon.com, investwithsharan.com, uh, totally free. And uh, I think you'll, you'll give me a chance to share with you what I'm doing and maybe we can do stuff together. All right. So that's what you do when you're unsure of making an investment. Think about the founder or the operator. Think about the downside protection and think about the timeline extender. You want 100% confidence, at least one of those three to make it work. If you want to work uh, on some cool stuff with me, go to investwithsharan.com and I'll catch you on the other side. Hey, Sharon. I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com.